Welcome back, everybody. This is another episode of the Gathering My Thoughts MTG podcast. My name is Spencer, um, and I am once again going to be talking to you about whatever is on my mind about magic this week. Uh, specifically, I'm going to follow up last week's episode that was talking about uh, the Upgrades Unleashed Commander deck. And so this one is going to be about the new Kamigawa Neon Dynasty Buckle Up Commander deck. It's uh, Azorius Vehicles, and it looks like it's a lot of fun. And so I can't wait to jump into it here. But right before we uh, get too carried away, give me a second to gather my thoughts. So with this deck, I want to say that uh, I posted an article about the upgrades for uh, pretty much everything we're talking about in this episode over on cardgamebase.com. I'll include a link to that article in the show notes. You can go check that out and and maybe as you are buying your commander decks this weekend or whatever, getting your hands on Neon Dynasty cards, uh, that'll kind of help guide you uh, towards maybe how like what you want to build. For this episode specifically, I want to say that I'm I intend this to be sort of a brainstorm. I always say this about these articles and this uh, these podcasts and things like that. I don't. This isn't necessarily saying this is the best five ways to build this deck, um, and any other way is just sort of a waste of time. What I mean with this is I'm just throwing ideas out at you. Um, it's a bunch of fun things that I kind of came up with as I was looking at these commanders and the decks and kind of how we could uh, make something fun out of them. And so you don't have to take any of these ideas or all of them or really whatever. I just hope that something that you hear is going to inspire you to want to build a fun deck that can be your own and that you can be excited and passionate about. So with that being said, uh, I'm going to jump into these five ideas for how you can upgrade the Buckle Up Commander deck. Vehicles. So the first way is sort of the low-hanging fruit for this deck. Obviously, it was designed to be a vehicles deck. Um, the commander is a pilot that can crew anything, and the sub-commander is a vehicle that can make pilots. And so it's fairly self-explanatory, I think. The deck itself comes already with about 15 vehicles, um, not including Shorikai, who could be in your command zone if you felt that way inclined. Um, and those vehicles, that's like a fine number of vehicles, I guess, if that's going to be the uh, theme of the deck. But there are quite a few, a few dozen um, vehicles that are not in the deck that would probably be good additions. Um, some of them would be good, some of them would probably not be good. Basically, I would recommend aiming from 5 to 15 more vehicles than the deck already has. Otherwise, you might crew one or two or three vehicles throughout the game um, and ultimately not really feel like you're playing a vehicles deck. So to focus on that a little bit more, add a couple of them. And I would definitely focus on vehicles with like utility, cards that like do something in addition to also being vehicles. Uh, for example... Um, Dermotaxi can kind of double as um, graveyard removal. Daredevil Dragster is kind of um, card draw. Conqueror's Galleon is kind of like ramp in, in a little bit of a way. Basically, just find vehicles that can do double duty so that when you are filling your deck with them, you're not, you don't feel like you're missing out on utility pieces like card draw, etc. Because your vehicles uh, are doing both of those things. So 
Also, there's a handful of vehicle support cards throughout Magic. Things that like search up vehicles from your deck or uh, crew your vehicles automatically or things like that. Um, and those are also going to be important pieces. Non-vehicle artifacts. So that one was sort of easy. Um, and, and I think that everyone is sort of focused on that uh, version of the deck. And you can even build something like that or like have a vehicle's theme that also spins off in a slightly different way. Uh, who knows? You can kind of get creative with it. The second section, though, is about all of the artifact creatures that are not vehicles that also get benefited from Kotori's ability. Kotori, I don't think I have read her yet. And so now that we're like multiple minutes into the episode, this is the face commander for this deck. Uh, her name is Katori, Pilot Prodigy. She's one blue-white for a 2-4 legendary Moonfolk pilot. She says, Vehicles you control have crew 2, and at the beginning of combat on your turn, target artifact creature you control gains lifelink and vigilance until the end of the turn. So you can see how she's supposed to sort of be a vehicles commander, um, but in that second ability of hers, it says artifact creatures you control, or a target artifact creature, or whatever it says. Um, and so it doesn't necessarily need you to have a vehicle um, to get that ability. It could be any creature that is also an artifact. And so there are tons of those throughout Magic's history. Um, and if you wanted to not worry so much about the vehicles and instead use things uh, like uh, Bronze Guardian, which came out in the Strixhaven Commander set that says its power and toughness is equal to the number of vehicles, or excuse me, the number of artifacts you control, now all of a sudden your uh, your artifacts are contributing to the power and toughness of your other creatures. Um, and your commander is giving those things vigilance and lifelink, so they get to stay untapped after attacking, and they get to gain you life, which lets them defend against a big backswing that your opponents might have. So I think that this could be a really cool idea. It could even work uh, alongside vehicles if you felt that way inclined, but overall... Uh, I think it's probably worth looking at if you if you like this idea of big scary artifact creatures. It's worth looking into uh, including some of these in the deck if you want. Tribal. Uh, it, it feels like we're zooming through this one really quickly, um, especially relative to the upgrades unleashed deck. Um, but some of these ideas they're not really groundbreaking. They're kind of fun, and I think they'd be uh, exciting to build around. But yeah, we're, we're moving really fast. So this next uh, section is about tribal. And I said in the last episode that I always really like to look at these decks um, in the context of what the commanders could potentially add to the associated tribes, even if the deck is not a tribal deck. Now, I don't think anyone would argue that uh, Upgrades Unleashed is not a tribal deck. Um, vehicles are technically not a tribe, I wouldn't say. Um, and so they, it wouldn't, uh, and so it doesn't really play or is built like a tribal deck. But uh, the commander Kotori is a Moonfolk pilot, and so I want to look at what she sort of adds to the Moonfolk tribe or the pilot tribe, and see if it's uh, worth trying to put like a tribal spin on this deck at all. Um, and after doing some research, I looked into Moonfolk, and there's really no synergy between Moonfolk and Katori. Like, she's the only one, really, from the past um, that cares about vehicles or being a pilot. Because obviously, in original Kamigawa, there were no vehicles. And so, she doesn't really add anything to classic uh, Moonfolk 
and the new moon folk from Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, they are, some of them do care about vehicles and being pilots, but not enough to really build a complete deck around. So if you're looking to build a moon folk deck, I would say that Kotori is not your commander. Look at Tameshi Reality Architect from the new set, or some of the old legendary moon folk um, that are mono blue. Some of those would be way better if uh, you want to build your moon folk deck. But in the article on cardgamebase.com, I include a list of all of the moon folk from uh, old Kamigawa sets, and you can kind of see like uh, what moon folk are trying to do as a tribe and maybe get some inspiration from that. But as far as upgrading Buckle Up, don't worry about uh, Moonfolk Tribal, but Pilot Tribal is sort of interesting. Most of the pilots in blue-white in all of Magic already come in this pre-con. Um, there's only, uh, I think, three of them that, that are not a part of the deck. Um, and so those would be really easy to get your hands on, but they also don't really provide a lot of structure for a tribal deck, which is a little bit of a bummer. And I was about to throw in the towel on this whole idea when I realized that vehicles can become creatures, which is fine and dandy because they're not pilots necessarily. But if you have cards like Arcane Adaptation um, or Maskwood Nexus or Xenograph, these cards can turn all of the creatures you have on the battlefield or beyond in some instances into one or more specific creature types. So... Basically, what I mean is you play a Xenograph and you name Pilot, and now all of a sudden, all of your cards, all of your creature cards are Pilots. And that includes the ones that already were Pilots, as well as the vehicles that the Pilots crew. So now, the vehicles are also members of the Pilot tribe, which could be cool for taking advantage of cards like uh, Coat of Arms, that says creatures get plus one, plus one for each other creature that shares a creature type with it. Um, or Kindred Discovery that lets you draw a card every time um, a creature of the chosen type enters the battlefield or deals combat damage. So basically, this just lets your vehicles participate in the fun that the pilots get to, get to participate in. Um, and furthermore, if you have things that are buffing up your pilots, that makes them uh, more effective at crewing vehicles. And then those vehicles that are crewed are then more powerful to swing in. Um, and deal some damage. So that's not a, a groundbreaking idea. It's not a, a super exciting uh, upgrade uh, path necessarily, um, unless you really love it, in which case that's awesome. Congratulations. Um, but, but that was just kind of what came to mind as I was talking about uh, tribal options and things like that. So uh, so yeah, check that out. If it inspires you, maybe a, a tribal spin on your pilot's vehicles deck could be cool. So um, And let me know what you think about it. Um, so, so far, I've been mostly talking about decks that could be commanded by Kotori. Um, the, I guess the tribal vehicles idea um, could also be Shorikai, and I guess really both of them could be commanders for uh, the ideas so far. But this next one is probably exclusively a Shorikai deck. Um, I would say uh, that the activated ability that is more or less unrelated to uh, to vehicles in general, um, is really uh, better suited for this kind of deck. The, the Specifically, the deck that I'm talking about is Artifact Reanimator. Uh, and, and here's my train of thought, really. Shorty Kai lets you pay two, I believe. No, excuse me, lets you pay one and tap it 
to draw two cards and then discard a card. Um, and when you do, you create a colorless pilot creature token with this creature cruise vehicles as though its power were two or greater. And so this is a really great way to generate card advantage. You're drawing two cards, you're discarding one, um, and it makes it so that you are more likely to be able to get the cards that you need to sort of further your strategy and game plan. Um, but also the discarding a card oftentimes can be seen as a drawback because you're losing cards out of your hand. But if you design your deck to be able to pull things out of the graveyard, now all of a sudden that discard a card can also be advantageous. And so there's sort of two ways to go about building this deck. There's sort of like spot reanimation, where you use cards like um, Argivian Restoration uh, or Profound Journey or Ameria Shepherd to take one thing out of the graveyard and put it onto the battlefield under your control. And that's for that, you kind of want you know one or two really big, scary um, artifacts that you can reanimate one at a time and, and feel really good about, uh, and maybe even take those artifacts to victory. But then the other way is to sort of use a mass reanimation strategy, which um, Shorty Kai is fine for, but you probably also need some additional help building around that kind of deck. You probably want some self-mill strategies um, that are just going to fill up your own graveyard really fast. Maybe some discard stuff or, or uh, even tutors to the graveyard if you can find those. But um, filling up your deck with those kinds of things will help uh, have, you know, so you can have this sort of critical mass of artifacts in your graveyard. And then you use something like Triumphant Reckoning that returns all artifacts, enchantments, and planeswalkers from your graveyard to the battlefield. There's a handful of cards like this in commander um, and then all of a sudden you just flood your board with a ton of artifacts and threats and scary things and and it ends up being sort of like a crater hoof behemoth type instance where you went from having a small board of almost nothing to a massive board that's probably going to win you the game so um, that is the the reanimation strategy there's not a whole lot to it again the article on card game base goes more in depth into the specific cards that i came up with talking about these and I don't want to spend a ton of time just like reading through every one and, and all that necessarily. Uh, but I, but yeah, I just wanted to get the idea out to you. So, so that uh, is that strategy. And then the last one that we're coming up on here is going to be tapping and untapping. Tapping. Untapping. Up to this point, uh, we have talked about strategies that the commanders specifically sort of uh hand to us like it's not it didn't we didn't have to get too creative with any of these and really the deck wants you it, it doesn't it doesn't offer a whole lot of really broad um interesting options it's pretty much a a vehicles deck in one way or another and you find what flavor of vehicles you want to use and then that's how you build the deck um, but one thing that I was thinking about when I was trying to come up with these five different upgrade ideas was that vehicles have sort of this uh, inherent ability that you don't really think about, but pretty much every one of them requires you to do this. In order to crew them, you have to tap your creatures. And uh, again, kind of like in the last section, we talked about how that can be a drawback and feel kind of bad to have to tap your creatures to activate an ability. But uh, there are certain uh, mechanics and abilities in Magic that can turn that ability or that uh, cost into an upside for you. 
And so this, in this section, I want to basically talk about uh, those uh, possibilities. So the first one I came up with was the mechanic from original Theros block called Inspired. Uh, basically, you have a creature that says when it becomes untapped, you can pay a cost and then get a certain ability for, uh, for paying that cost and untapping it. Uh, as a specific example, I'm thinking of a card like uh, Sphinx's Disciple. It's three blue-blue for a 2-2 two -two human wizard with flying, and it says, Inspired, whenever Sphinx's Disciple becomes untapped, draw a card. So that's just a great way to get a little bit of extra value out of your vehicles. You're already trying to tap your creatures to crew up your vehicles and, and uh, be able to swing or block or whatever with them. And so you might as well get a little bit of additional value uh, from untapping your creatures. And Sphinx's Disciple, you don't even have to invest mana in it. Whereas something like Airy Worshippers, which is three and a blue for a 2-2 human cleric, it says, Inspired, whenever Airy Worshippers becomes untapped, you may pay two and a blue. If you do, put a 2-2 blue bird enchantment creature token with flying onto the battlefield. And so that one requires a little bit of a mana investment, whereas some of the other ones do not necessarily. Um, but yeah, you just get a, a lot of value. You don't have any, any value left on the table. You don't waste any of your value. And so inspired cards are really great ways to sort of fill out the deck. Um, the, the second thought that I had with this was cards that have the untap symbol. Now these are fairly rare. Um, they mostly only came out, I think, in Lorwyn block way back in the day. Um, and if you've ever seen the untap symbol, it basically looks just like the tap symbol, but darker gray and upside down. And the ability says that it, as a part of the cost for activating the ability, the creature has to be tapped, and then you move it back to the untapped position, um, and you get the ability out of it. For example... This is Order of White Clay. It's two white white for a 1-4 Kithkin Cleric. And it says one white white and untap it to return target creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to play. So it's sort of like a repeatable three mana untap Sun Titan type effect. Um, and there are a small handful of cards like this. Pili Pala is another one that's really popular. Um, and it's sort of known for being a combo piece. And if you want, you can include the Pili Pala combo in this deck because all parts of it kind of contribute to artifacts. But Pili Pala is a two mana, one, one scarecrow, uh, excuse me, artifact creature scarecrow with flying. And it says two and untap it, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Um, this sort of can help you fix your mana or um, potentially be, like I said, part of a infinite combo. Um, but again, lets you get value from... Uh, from having your creatures tap to crew your vehicles. So there's a couple of those. Go ahead and check them out again in the uh, card game base article. And then the last, uh, it's not really a uh, mechanic that cares about being tapped or untapping, but basically I just have a list of miscellaneous cards that are good with, uh, with your tapped creatures. Things like Throne of the God Pharaoh that deal damage to your opponents. Um, at the end of your turn, equal the number of tapped creatures you control. There's like Masako the Humorless, who is an old Kamigawa card that lets your tapped creatures block as if they were untapped. Um, just a handful of things here. Like, check them out. It's a long list. I don't necessarily want to read all of them, but there's a ton of really cool things that you could do if you are trying to just take advantage of your creatures being tapped. And like I said before, this might 
uh, tie into another strategy and just sort of make a fun flavor of whatever your your vehicle's deck would be. Or maybe you find enough pieces to fill out a, a deck completely with these ideas. Um, Shorty Kai is a, it's the it has a crew cost of eight, I believe, um, and you can crew repeatedly if you need to, and so it gives you an opportunity to tap a ton of creatures if you want and get a whole lot of value out of that. And so yeah, you you can just sort of repeatedly uh, get some of these abilities and and focus the deck exclusively on tapping and untapping. Or, like I said, with vehicles or artifact creatures or whatever it is you want to do. Um, really, I hope this article and or this uh, episode, rather, is just a tool for you as you find uh, a deck that you really love. So um, this, this uh, Kamigawa set also has a ton of cards that could go into any one of these upgrade paths that I've talked about. So go ahead and check out the new set. It's a lot of fun. People seem to really be loving it. I th- it seems like there are cards for uh, pretty much every constructed format. The draft environment is fantastic, and a lot of the collectible parts, uh, the collectible versions of the cards look really gorgeous. So go ahead and check out that set. Um, if you want to talk to me uh, about this episode or any other episodes or just run by some questions or whatever you might have, uh, you can find me on, you can find the cast rather on Twitter or Instagram at GMT underscore cast. Um, the, uh, profile pictures for each of those should be the podcast logo. And so you should be able to recognize that and find me there. Um, otherwise you can, uh, send us an email at gatheringmythoughts.cast at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, otherwise I can't wait to get back here soon. We're going to be talking about, uh, some, some more stuff coming up probably looking forward to the streets of new capenna and seeing uh, what might be coming up with that so stay tuned uh go ahead and uh, subscribe to the podcast i guess if that's uh an option on your podcast listening device of choice uh you can leave us a rating that would be really awesome we would really appreciate that Uh, and yeah other than that thank you so much for listening and i will hear from you again next time (laughs) 